Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking time to stop by the campfire. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. So it's been a little while since we've been around the campfire, and that's because it's frankly been incredibly busy here in the world of summer camp, even though it's in March. Last week, thousands of camp professionals from around the U.S. and several other countries came together at the annual Tri-State Camp Conference that's put on every year by the ACA New York, New Jersey office. There is no better time to connect with friends new and old, generate a lot of new ideas, and learn from so many incredible speakers. One talk that I particularly enjoyed came from Dr. Lonnie Sarnell, helping leaders develop mental habits that put them in the right frame of mind to grow and lead, regardless of their circumstances, is huge, and that's what Dr. Lonnie was talking about. The fact that Lonnie quoted Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan very early on in, in the, the process of teaching us, well, I mean, I, I was hooked. And then I found out that she spends her summers right down the road from me at Tyler Hill Camp with my friends Andy and Wendy Siegel. I knew I had to get Lonnie around the campfire as soon as I could. Dr. Lonnie Sarnell earned her BA in psychology from Yale University, where she also played goalie for the women's lacrosse team. Lonnie then received her PsyD in clinical psychology with a concentration in sports performance psychology from LaSalle University, where she provided a lot of sports psych services to the athletic department. She now runs a private practice working with young people who have a wide range of concerns, including anxiety, academic stress, life transitions, eating disorders, and relationship concerns. Dr. Sarnell specializes in peak performance and anxiety management. She has worked with athletes at all levels, including high school, college, and professional athletes, as well as summer camp athletes. In addition to all of this, Lonnie is the girls' head counselor at Tyler Hill Camp and is a summer camp pro through and through. So, without any further ado, let's hear from my new friend, Dr. Lonnie Sarnell. Dr. Lonnie, I'm so happy to have you around the campfire. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So, I mean, I, as I said to you in the email, I could probably, you know, bend your ear for hours uh, because you do something that I really love and, and I kind of came up through, is, which is sports psychology. I know you do clinical psychology as well, but sports psych is, is one of your specialty areas. Uh, and you're a full-time camp person in the summer. So, like, you're the perfect storm for me. Yeah, well, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice opportunity to explore all my different interests. And uh, yeah, it's kind of cool that you, you know, share some of those interests as well. Awesome. So how did you get into camping? So I, um, so a friend of mine from high school, uh, David Burek, he had grown up at Tyler Hill and um, worked there as a staff member. And my senior year of high school, I remember him like showing, like making all of us watch the camp promo video, <laughs> making a bunch of us watch this video. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Um, so my freshman year of college, I was thinking like, what am I going to do this summer? I had spent all of my, you know, I had gone to day camp as a kid, um, a one or two week camp here or there. But like during high school, I was really focused on lacrosse and going through the lacrosse recruiting process. Um, so I was like, I don't really know what you do after that. Like, what do you do during the summer? So I applied to work at Tyler Hill, um, not knowing what to expect. I ended up being a lacrosse specialist there and then a, a bunk counselor for, I started out with a, a group of 12 year old girls who are now in their thirties. Um, some have families of their own. It's like crazy to watch people kind of grow up over all those years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started at Tyler Hill in 2003 and I've been there ever since. I, 
um, you know, my fifth summer was like my, my last summer I was starting grad school. I was like, okay, like goodbye to Tyler Hill. This is sad. This has become such a big part of my life. I found my voice here. I found my interests here. I don't think I would have had the confidence to pursue my career and like kind of figured out what I wanted to do without those experiences at camp. Um, so yeah, so I kind of left and then I was still in touch with my director, Andy Siegel, and kind of figured out like, you know what, come to camp, like for the times you're available. Like I was available for a couple weekends and like three weeks at the end. So I maintained that connection and then through grad school would drive to Philadelphia to go to grad school classes for one and a half days a week and then really? drive back to camp, do grad work at night. Um, then when I got a job, then I had another like half summer that I had to do because of my pre-doctoral internship. And then <laughs> I commuted back and forth from camp to Philadelphia, to Delaware, to New York one day a week when I worked at a practice in New York, um, to, to kind of see clients for one day, pared down my practice and then still do camp. And it just like has provided such joy and balance and, like consistency. Like sure. I've moved all over. I've done a bunch of things, but like, I always go back to camp every summer. Camp is a constant. Okay. There's, there's so much in that I want to unpack. Um, all right. So first of all, what's it like knowing and still being able to connect with the kids who you had in your first bunk who are now parents themselves? What's that like? I mean, it's just like, it's hard to wrap my head around. Like, you know, like there's no, and there's nothing like that. Like even just in my field of psychology, like I, I, you know, working with people, I mean, yes, you could do some long-term work. I tend to do a lot of short-term work. Maybe mm -hmm. I see people, some people through like middle school into, you know, into college. Mm -hmm. uh, but seeing people grow up over 20 years, come back for visiting day, um, you know, when we've had family camp to have them bring their families there, it is just, um, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see. And it's amazing to see the friendships they, they've maintained mm -hmm. like those friends that they were friends with when they were 12 when they were eight um are you know are are their mom friends are their bridesmaids and all of those things are just incredible and make very, camp, the camp experience feel so powerful yeah yeah it's funny you know, we've only been at our camp at waquaic since 2009 it's been around since 53 but we've been there since 09 and to now see the first campers that we recruited to come to camp now be staff members you know, and getting ready to get married. It's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a really neat experience. Now, what was it? I mean, going to grad school and going to get your doctorate and still going back to camp, that's a very challenging situation. Um, what was it about camp? You said that it, it prepared you and helped you kind of really know that that was going to be your area. What was it about your experiences at camp that led you down the clinical psychology and the sports psychology path? Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. So I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in college. Like I, you know, and I, I have so many clients who get so stressed in, in high school, even, you know, I don't know what I want to do. Um, so in college, I ended up settling on psychology as a major thinking like, oh, I'll go into like advertising or something loosely related. Sure, right. um, and my senior year, I got like a, a grad, a, a, like a, um, I worked with a graduate student who was doing some research. I was like, I'll get this like research experience just in case, in case mm -hmm. I want to apply to grad school go back to camp the summer after I graduate college, having like no idea, like kind of no. just thinking, just really don't know what direction to go in. Um, and spent that time like researching and thinking, but really having that experience of like, 
I had the experience coaching at camp, which I loved. It was just a way to coach in a less competitive environment and just kind of teach kids of all levels, these skills create like a fun experience. Um, so I, I played around with coaching through grad school. I also maintained, you know, I, I did private goalie coaching lessons. I worked for different club teams. Like, so I was coaching lacrosse and always maintaining that connection through grad school as well. Um, so I thought about going the coaching route, but I kind of was like, I want to be involved in sports. And I like the way at camp, I kind of have that balance a little bit more. And so decided to, to pursue sports psychology. But I, I really think for camp that um, just that experience of like, just really feeling more confident. I was so shy as a kid. I was even as an adult, like, and just feeling like I had the the social capability to navigate like the professional environment of grad school and being a psychologist um, really came to me through camp. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I've known a bunch of lacrosse goalies. Michelle Kuzumana, who was a couple time All-American at Virginia, was one of my good friends uh, at school. And I don't know a shy goalie. Yeah, I was like an an atypical uh, <laughs> like even my coaches were like, so you know, like we're expecting you to be a little more like out there sometimes yeah, or like so, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was very reserved. Um yeah, yeah, kind of and I've been called like an atypical goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you obviously I imagine you were putting a lot of sports psychology principles into practice because when you get to that level, you you've had some really good coaching and you've also coached yourself very well. You know, sports psych at least the way I was raised through it was it's about the psychology of performance. You know, how are you going to get better, whether it be individually or as a team? What is it about camp? Because we we see kids all the time at camp that, you know, come in and just like yourself, really, you know, they were shy or they weren't very sure of themselves or they weren't very independent yet. What is it about camp that creates successes kind of down the road for kids in your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think at camp, one of the biggest things really is just that opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. try new things. And, you know, earlier and earlier kids are are now forced to specialize in a sport or special, you know, like I play the violin and I do the sport or like whatever activities you do, you have to narrow things down. And at camp, you do everything. And, and you have like our, our program, at least like we, we do every single activity every kid does. And then they have some elective options as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that ability to be like, okay, I, I can do things. I'm, I'm not necessarily good at, like I can try out different things. I can feel some level of like, it's okay to, to make mistakes. It's okay to not be good at everything I do, but to try it anyway. And that ability to do that, um, in addition to just being in a constant social environment and having to navigate that with a level of independence that you don't necessarily get at home, um, because you're not, you can't interact in the same possible way. Your parents are involved. Like, I think that that just offers you so much in terms of feeling and ability to, to perform in all areas of life, socially, academically, and, yeah. you know, extracurricular wise. From, from your standpoint, you know, with your training in clinical psychology, is it enough to have the experience for the kids or does it need to be kind of debriefed? You know, what is it that is going to submit that feeling for kids? Yeah. I mean, I think that talking through what they got out of the experience can be helpful, but I really think for kids, it's just that like sometimes just having those like hands-on experiences is the most powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. Just being able to be in a new environment and away from mom and dad and around all these, you know, near peers, you know, if, if you're, we always talk about how they're, they're not looking to, you know, the gray hairs at camp, the, the kids are looking to the counselors. And then the counselors might be looking to the gray hairs a little bit because you're always kind of looking the next level up in terms of age or experience to try to figure out right, maybe that that's what I want to be. You know, the youngest kids to the oldest kids, the oldest kids to the counselors, counselors to, you know, the, the leaders of the camp. Is that how you see it as well? Absolutely. Like, I think there's just so many different levels. And I mean, one of my favorite things is providing like guidance and mentorship to staff and leadership on camp, like, because I, I, I think of it as a, like, I can have, as the girls at Counselor at Tyler Hill, I can have this like top down effect. Like if our leaders are happy, if our staff members are happy and supported, then that all kind of feeds down into them supporting and, you know, the campers at the rest. Yeah. Well, and that's something I know the Siegel family just does so beautifully at Tyler Hill, just supporting, you know, the, the top level and then all the way down is a virtuous cycle all the way down. Absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. So all right. So you're immersed in camp, you're immersed in the world. What would be two or three things that, that you would love to see that happen at camp either naturally or organically or even you know planned that you'd love to see in the quote unquote real world? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like the, the obvious one is like the, the technology, like the being uh-huh. technology free is like, you know, I, I think it frees kids up not only to connect socially in a direct manner, but to also engage in some like unstructured play, Mm -hmm. like to make up a game to play together instead of just going with like, I'm going to play a game that already exists or, you know, play video games, look at my phone um, or communicate, you know, through, through my phone instead of communicating in person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think being able to take a step back from that helps, free kids up in a, in a different way and free all of us up in a different way. Um, and I say the second thing that really comes to mind with that sports lens is like the ability to play sports without as much pressure and without spectators, yeah. without this idea of making, you know, like of making every single team and constantly being evaluated for playing time and like just being able to play and work on skills and, and find your way, but not be getting constant feedback from, um, from parents or from private coaches or from, you know, like of, you know, every little thing, like, you know, yes, there's opportunities for individual instruction and some more intense teams at camp. And that's great. And there's just also opportunities to like play a pickup game or just, you know, go to lacrosse and try it out, um, without that pressure. Yeah. That's awesome. It's funny. It's such a, a hard thing, I think for parents, because some parents, really love to see their kids go play and like they want to be there and they want to see and they almost feel like they have to be because everybody else but i agree it would be really nice if you were to go to little league or to the swim meet or to gymnastics or even the play whatever it is and you're 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 not there so therefore you're allowing your kid to actually do it because they love it themselves yeah yeah and i even think with parents like i talk to parents about this quite a bit is just like those conversations you have after like not putting on your coach hat right away, like being able to have your, your child say like, you know, like, Oh, tell me something you did well today. Tell me something you enjoyed today. Tell Mm -hmm. me, you know, tell me something you want to work on next time instead of being, you know, like, I think it's just so easy. We want our, we want kids to be at their best. And it's so easy to get into that trap of like getting in that coach mindset once you watch, because you're like, you see stuff when you watch and you're like, I want to tell them that they can (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I've, I've certainly been there. Sometimes it gets to the point where my wife and I can't sit next to each other in these games because we're, we're both coaching from the stands sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. I actually read Dr. Tim Elmore, who's um, who works with young people, um, Gen Z and, and everyone else and, and teachers and coaches and whatnot in the Southeast mostly, but he's kind of all over. Um, he always says to parents, just the first thing out of your mouth should be, I just love to watch you play. Yes. You know, regardless of how it went, I, man, I just love to watch you play. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. I was like, that, that's kind of a neat thing. But then in your mind, I love putting that, those questions to them, you know, in a non-confrontational way, you know, because yeah. you could probably say those things in a way that, that are, are not well-received. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just kind of getting, you know, like, and then moving on from it. Like we have our debrief and then we don't talk about it at every, like it can become like sports can become the cornerstone of relationships at time of mm-hmm. parental relationships, being able to take a break from those conversations too. Yeah, I think it's so helpful because the, the weight and even parents can even say all the right things sometimes. And the kid themselves will put all the pressure of the world on themselves. So mm-hmm. even they'll interpret certain things as like, Oh, you like to watch me play because you want to see me do well. So I need to do well because you're not going to want to watch me play if I want, if I'm not getting playing time and if I'm not doing well. Yep. And so like finding ways to kind of talk through and, and connect kids. I mean, I often ask high school athletes, like this question of like, or I ask all athletes, what, what do you like about your sport? And for some, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I haven't thought about that. Cause I just started playing. Maybe I was good at it. So I kept playing. Yeah. I actually like about this. So what's something fun that I did today? What's something that felt good to me? Awesome. Well, and in that light, you know, putting your your head counselor hat on, how do you train your staff? Like, what are some of the big things that you put on them or suggest to them or require of them um, as they're getting ready to host all these fantastic kids? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, staff training is, I think it's just, it's such a big project in terms of like, there's so much to teach about camp itself, right? Mm-hmm. Camp is its mm-hmm. own world. So we have yeah. to teach like the logistics of camp. But with that, I think getting into those skills of how do you help a camper when they're in emotional distress? How do you help with conflict conflict resolution? How do you take care of yourself in an environment where you can't do what you probably normally do at home where you'd have um, like a weekend off where you'd say, Oh, I'll just, I'll go home and watch Netflix or I'll go out. Like whatever it is, camp is just different intense, and it's yeah. always fun. <laughs> and so if, if counselors can be thinking about how do I take care of myself? How do I support my, how do we all support each other? Then they're able to be freed up to provide the best support for, mm. for campers. So I think that it's not only teaching them the skills to work effectively with campers, but the skills to effectively manage their own emotions and considering how they'll even like communicate with, with people at home and how they'll use their time off in a way where they're not, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think a, a perfect segue to something that you taught me at the most recent tri-state conference, which was fantastic. You were talking about how you can lead yourself one of the acronyms, you had, you had two great acronyms, but one of them, I think, speaks very clearly to this point, which is perform. perform. Um, so could you talk me through, you know, what perform is and what it means? Absolutely. Yeah. So I always um, am thinking this idea of like, we can have, we can have all the skills, we can have you know, a sense of what we want to accomplish. But if we aren't in the moment able to like perform optimally and bring our best selves to this 
discrete period of, of the summer, um, it can feel like, you know, we're just not, not meeting our, our goals. We're not being who we want to be. So thinking of like performance enhancement skills, performance optimization skills, um, you know, I kind of put together this, this acronym of, you know, first starting with your like positive mantra, like what's the way that you kind of, what's your guidepost for the summer? Um, like I said, like I have, I have signs all over the girls HC. We get a new one each year. One of them says like, be so happy that when others look at you, they feel happy too. And that's, that's like awesome. for me, a guidepost, right? Like I want to be this like positive energy and role model for our, you know, for our girl side community. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, when, especially when it's raining that day. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nicer and we get to sleep in a little that's right exactly. like a good positive twist on it um time to slow down could be good but yeah. um yeah and so the next idea is embracing change right mm-hmm. camp changes on a dime if it rains this get okay the schedule changes but maybe we don't we need to wait 20 minutes to see is the rain gonna stop is the rain gonna continue yep. Yep. do we have bigger changes that are happening right because yep. like we like camps are a lot of camps are steeped in tradition, but we can't stay with some traditions forever. Like in terms of like, even just things that become outdated, things that become like just even different ways of, of doing things, whether it's like cell phone policies or whether it's the way we handle, you know, rainy days or whether it's a tradition that we did, but we don't like connect with in the same way anymore. So we need to tweak it. Well, it's um, interesting. It, just to stop you just real quickly, yeah. the embracing change. One of the things that, that we see, and I don't know if you see it as well, is that especially for our, our second time campers, kids who came with us the first year and then they're returning for their second year, um, camp changes and they change, even though it doesn't feel like it's supposed to change. And therefore, they have this kind of odd experience like, wait a second, things are not exactly the way they were last summer. Um, do, you, do you find that as well? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that like, it's an interesting thing that I've noticed a lot when alumni come to visit, it's like the first thing they say is camp so different. It's like, (laughs) I hope so. Like you're an adult now camp was, you know, you were here 10 years ago and it's like, yeah, camp should also like evolve a little bit with the times. There are core traditions that we still do that Mm -hmm. I hope will, you know, last, but the, stand the test of time. And there's a feel of camp. Um, but of course, when you take a step back, camp, camp feels different. Um, and for kids, like, I mean, I think there's also this hope that there's a different feel as you go from lower camp to upper camp and to Mm -hmm. upper, upper camp. And that as you like kind of finding the, the positive changes, but not getting stuck in like, Oh, we made this one small change and that's like changes everything and kind of looking at what is at its core the same um, and can rooting in that while being able to evolve as well. Fantastic. All right. So now we're onto the R what's, what's the R yes. Reflect on your path. So this is just using really good um, values and goal setting strategies. So I always say, you know, we start with this really big picture, like, you know, who, who am I as a leader? Who, you know, what do I want people to say about me? What are my strengths? What are my growth areas? Mm-hmm. Um, what are just kind of the big picture ideals that I have for myself um, and for my camp community? Mm-hmm. 
And then we think of our, like, we go down to the next level of our like big picture goals. What do we want things to, you know, to accomplish in the next few years of camp in the next, you know, in this season. Um, and the way then I think about it is it's like setting a destination in, um, in a GPS. It's like, okay, so I, I pick the, the destination. I have to, like, I need to know where I'm going. Um, but then I need to focus turn by turn on how to get there. Otherwise I could like totally get lost along the way. Yeah. So I have to come up with my concrete, like, on a day-to-day basis, what does that look like? If I want to be a good support system for staff, if I want at the end of the summer for staff to say, wow, I really felt like I have someone to talk to, what does that look like on, on a day-to-day basis? Is that me saying like, I have these office hours where I will be there available to talk? Is that me having, you know, small check-in conversations with people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they come by, is it saying like, you know, asking certain things about their life outside of camp to kind of connect with them. It's kind of figuring out like, how do I take these big picture goals and look at what am I going to do today and each day to, to get closer to that? Love it. Oh, that's great. All right. All right. So then, then the F Yes. Find your fun. Um, camp is fun. It's <laughs> easy at camp. Yeah. It's easy at camp. But when we're, when like, there's times where it's so hard because there's just so much going on, right? There are times where we as leaders on camp um, can be just dealing with a lot of like kind of issues that are going on, right? So we're, you know, a behavior problem with a counselor or a camper where we're having to fix something. And so we're not able to kind of be in the moment where we get pulled out of that moment. Um, and for, for counselors as well, they could have, you know, let's say a camper has trouble sleeping and they've been up for a few nights and they're just like drained. Um, so finding those small moments of fun and remembering for all of us, that's part of the experience. Like yeah. that's, you know, but sometimes it just happens and sometimes we have to create it. Yeah. Uh, and even finding ways of being um, like, like pulling for the good from people, being optimistic. So, you know, tell me something good about your day, creating positive moments. All of that is like part of finding your fun. I love it. All right. That's awesome. Great. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. And then organizing yourself, like as a leader, I think of just like, you know, what are your organizational systems? Like, I think it takes a while to find the ones that work for you. And I, I tweak mine a bit every summer, you know, like, what does my notebook look like? How do I merge that with like my, you know, eye calendar, like wow. whatever it is, like finding like, you know, the, the methods that, that work best for you. Um, it's funny you say that. And my first thought is of my 15 year old son who really needs one of these. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I talk with teenagers all the time, you know, about just like organizational strategies, like, because so many schools use like, you know, kind of like a, you know, not the online classrooms that list your homework, but it's like, where's, where's your list? And where do you see what's due three days from now and a week from now? Like, how are you organized? Like, how do you take that information and organize it where you're digesting it and not just relying on the systems that are just in place already. Definitely. Yep. So, yeah. And then the next one is refresh. Like, how are you taking care of yourself? As if, as leaders, we are just burnt out after the first week, that's not going to help us in the, you know, in the seven week season, um, longer once you add in staff orientation. So what are you doing to, to just take care of yourself from whether it's getting that 15 minutes of extra sleep that you can, whether it's a a two minute meditation. Cause that's what you have time for. Um, which really leads into the next strategy, which is finding mindful moments, which is okay. 
being in the present, like, yep. you know, obviously like we perform at our best when we're in the present, but there's constantly things pulling us into the, you know, past reflections of like, what did we do wrong? How do we mess up? Um, and then the future, okay, what if this happens? What if that happens? Um, or the million things I need to do, like, oh my gosh, I'm playing, you know, soccer right now with this group of kids, but I'm just thinking about the emails that I have to answer when I'm done. Yeah. So you're not like, where your feet are in that situation. Exactly. Like, so how do I ground myself in the moment? How do I feel my feet in the ground, the wind on my face, take a few breaths? And are there even like cues that I can use to consistently kind of recenter myself in that moment? It's awesome. You know, it, it's, it strikes me that obviously this is fantastic for leaders, but it w- this would be a great acronym for our kids to put into practice as well. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I don't want to feel like they're performing all the time because they're not. I mean, it's, but it, it is a wonderful set of ideas just very simply just to remind yourself, if I, if I live these out on a daily basis, I'll yeah. live a more centered present life. Absolutely. Actually, I have a brief acronym that I use with, um, with staff and even, and with clients a bit, which is performing at your best, which is to be in the moment, enthusiastically engaged. So having that positive mentality, set goals and take care of yourself. So kind of a, you know, another version of a lot of these ideas. I love it. That's great. It's funny. The first acronym I remember in sports psych was that goals had to be smart, specific, Mm -hmm. measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. So I'll never forget it. (laughs) Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Awesome. So one, you know, I know the campfire is getting a little low here, but I I just want to pick your brain just a little bit more. We all have come out of this, you know, pandemic, you know, the last two years. What have you seen be different between, you know, kids 2019 versus, you know, now 2022? Um, and how has camp helped the, the process of those kids, you know, healing or, or getting back into the world in a more centered place? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like I've just seen such a range of, of responses, you know, during that pandemic time, you know, there were kids who just like online school was the worst thing ever mm-hmm. for them. And, and there are kids who are like, oh my gosh, like this, I have more time, like in the, you know, I have more time to get my work done. I'm going to sleep earlier. Like I, you know, online school is taking away some of the the social stress that I would normally have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then others, especially at those, those transition times, like if you missed your freshman year of high school, if you missed your freshman year of college, that it felt yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm like, I'm behind, like, I haven't had that time to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really, obviously, that big step back from in-person social engagement um, camp is just such a an opportunity. But it also, I think camp this summer is very overwhelming for a right. lot of campers and staff members, like for all of us, like because to go from times, you know, being so isolated and so just on your own schedule, so then being so immersed in the camp environment that I think it, it could feel like a lot. Yeah. Um, How would you suggest camps um, change or address um, that challenge? Because, you know, yes, 2021 was a, a big challenge. I think all the emotions were elevated, you know, both, you know, positive and, and challenging, you know, they were, they were all elevated up. You know, I think there will be some trepidation uh, for amongst camp directors and camp staff about who's walking in the door. How, how do you think camps can be proactive and create a situation where for both staff and kids, everybody comes in like ready to go? Absolutely. I mean, I think that 
you know, having your preseason events where you're connecting people or connecting your community through different, you know, social media can be helpful just to make them feel like, you know, camp is a home base. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching skills, teaching skills to staff members that they can, you know, pass down to their campers in terms of some just like some simple coping skills to use in moments of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for for parents to really be thinking like, okay, if my, my kid had a hard time in 2021, you know, instead of just saying like, oh, it was just, it was 2021, like things are crazy. Like maybe a few sessions with a therapist could be helpful where they could have, you know, I I've seen a lot of kids in that month or two before camp where it's like, let's just get some coping skills. Let's just think about, okay, if you feel panicky, what do you do? If you have trouble falling asleep, what do you do? Like, um, just kind of looking for those opportunities, um, and having kids step outside of their comfort zone at home, I think, prepares them for camp. But I think as, as a camp community, the more that we are all trained and aware in addressing, you know, mental health concerns and just supporting our community, um, the better and the more that we can just be a stronger kind of source of support and pick up on things and pick up on those moments of stress um, before they kind of become even bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think just the the awareness and the openness to everybody to discuss these things. And, and I love that idea of having skills that you can teach. I love coming at this from a positive standpoint. So, you know, you are going to be stressed. There are going to be hard moments. Let's figure out what we're going to do about it. And let's, let's be proactive and teach those skills rather than, you know, there's certainly some usefulness in talking through things and hearing out the emotions. But at some point, as one camp director told me, you got to land the plane. Like, let's just figure out how to yeah. make this better and go forward. Yes, absolutely. I always like when I'm talking with a staff member who's struggling, it's always thinking of like, well, what can I do today? Like, how, let's just make a plan for the rest of today. What's yeah. like one thing I can focus on? Okay. I want to focus on, you know, just kind of like cheering on kids during activities. Like that's all, that's all I have the energy for today. I'm not going to pick up a tennis racket. I'm not going to, you know, but I'm going to encourage kids during the activity. And that's one goal, concrete goal yep. that I can do today. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when people think of a plan rather than how they feel. It's like, what's my yeah. plan? You know, all of a sudden you're 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 other directed rather than inward directed. So I, I love that idea. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's that idea overall. Like our emotions don't have to make all of our decisions. Our emotions can give us information, so we can be aware. Like it's like that. I think of this metaphor as like emotions being like the weather, right? Okay, so I go outside. It's raining. Um, I don't just say like, I'll just stay inside all day. Like it's raining. Um, but I might grab an umbrella raincoat. And so the umbrella are like my strategies to go about my day. to just kind of continue with my routine. Now, if there's a hurricane, a tornado, like I am going to take a step back and stay inside. So if it's at that level, I notice that and I, I need to use something more than an umbrella. But a lot of the time when we're experiencing some strong emotions, our goal is to acknowledge them, accept them, have some tools to continue with our, our normal day. What a fantastic way to explain emotions and your response to them to kids. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Metaphors are just such a yeah helpful way of, of kind of looking at this idea of accepting and acknowledging our emotions and that they don't have to, you know, make our decisions for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Hey, Dr. Lonnie, head counselor, Lonnie, how would you like, how do you be called? How are you called at camp? At camp, I'm just Lonnie. Lonnie, yeah. right. It's amazing yeah. how camp is a great equalizer that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, also, hey, Lonnie, thank you so much for your generous sharing. This was fantastic. Um, you know, I, I wish you and everybody at Tyler Hill just a, a, such a great, healthy, happy summer. Um, and I just, I love the fact that you continue to come back year after year to provide such great experience for these kids and the staff members. That's that's a testament to how great your camp is and how great your, your the leadership is there. So well done. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's, it's a special place and I'm so happy to have it in my life. And thanks for this great conversation. Awesome. All right. We'll take care. Okay. Take care. Bye. I am so happy to learn from Lonnie. The ideas that she puts forward for leaders are so incredibly important. And frankly, they're just as important for kids. Could you imagine living your days focused on the idea of performing in her acronym? Don't worry. If you didn't get a chance to write it all down, just check out campfireconversation.com to get the list as well as Lonnie's contact details if you want to learn more. Our longtime and amazing assistant director, Dana Stassen, loves to say that there's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing. Lonnie's metaphor of emotions being like the weather certainly reminded me a lot of that saying. And perhaps the mental and physical habits that Lonnie suggests could be the raincoats, the windbreakers, and the snow boots that we need to brave the storms that are coming forward. Well, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll leave a five-star review on whatever service you're using. The better the reviews, the more likely these ideas will spread. And please share it with a friend. Our campfire circle is big enough for everyone. Until we speak again, do good and be good. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. SCOPE stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. SCOPE campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.